So this right. is gonna be Pokemon gym leader. Yeah. Smash four. And I need you to think beyond like gender here, obviously. Right, right. We have our preferences. I mean, um, I feel like not knowing their personality isn't going to help any though. That's just the issue. No, I'll give you a little bit of, of background about them. So okay. can you give yeah. us a dating show style yeah, like so and dislikes? For <laughs> we have the bug gym leader. Okay. Uh, she's from Cortando, and she she's a bug type gym leader. She's also a baker. Here you go. Oh. I'd say tentatively smash. <laughs> I I would actually say smash. She kind of almost looks like she's a um like a Miyazaki character mm-hmm. or something, doesn't she? Yeah. Like she might be in a Kiki to... Delivery Services yeah. village. Just from a whimsical, you know, town where not a lot of not a lot of like, you know, sadness befalls. Right, them. right. I um, mean she's a baker, that's a nice job to have, you know. Based on the the sounds I'm hearing, is is this a Spanish inspired one? It's kind of the Iberian Peninsula. Oh, okay. When you look at the map. But like, there's also a crater. The, the legendary Pokemon are are Chinese themed, and it's they were like gifts given to like an ancient Paldean king or something. Paldea. Oh, Paldea. Paldea, Paldea is, like is the region. region yeah. I yeah. See. So like, there again, we're we're talking about borders here. There's other, you know, we're in an international Pokemon comedy now. Yeah. Economy. So. Yeah. All right. Next up, this is here's this guy's gonna be special. His name is you know him. You know Brasius. I He's do. The, the grass gym leader. He's also an artist. Quote-unquote okay. artist. Here you go. I've shown you them before, too. <laughs> that is a he does have a rose thorn whip. Oh my god, do you know what he gives me? Purpose. He gives me a little bit of Auron Host Club, but also a little bit of... Um, oh, Tama- Tamaki from Auron Host Club? Yeah, a little bit. But, but like he, the dark version of yes. Tamaki. Well, I was going to say, if he was also like a Sailor Moon villain. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a... He definitely looks like dark and villainous. and He's, he's ridiculous as hell, but Smash. I mean, yeah, I would Smash too. I saw him this guy. jump off a windmill onto the stadium. So yeah. like, he's got pretty good knees. <laughs> I have to say... Wink, wink. Yeah, this guy's got good leg muscles. I believe he might be taken by the school's art teacher because they have a <laughs> close, relationship. close relationship. I don't know how well this girl is supposed to be. Mm. Um, she, I gotta say, she's a hard no for me. But yeah. <laughs> this is the... Uh, what is the city? Levin... Is it Levincia? Yeah, Levincia, she's the electric gym leader, and she's a fucking Twitch streamer, because of course she is. I don't know. Yeah, that's a no. That's I mean, she also looks like it's maybe 13. Yeah, so. she yeah, yeah she I mean, 13 going on 30, perhaps? Right. <laughs> right. Yes. There is the possibility, one, that she's underage, but there's also, I just, she does not seem like my type. No, no. She's also obnoxious as fuck. Right. Yeah, that's, that's entirely the energy yeah. I get. You just have to hear a Twitch streamer, and you're like, no, Yeah. I'm out. That's a no. Uh, all right, up next, uh, Kaskarafa Jim is the water gym leader. He's, I believe, supposed to be like a sushi chef or something. <laughs> I do like sushi. Um, I like sushi too, yeah. So this is a plus. Yeah. And his <laughs> name could, he, like, you know, like right after you have a nice date, yeah. you feel a little snack. <laughs> exactly. His name is Kofu. Oh, I love him. I don't. I'm not a fan of Kofu. You've seen him. The guy. I only saw him guy. briefly. He also um, kind of looks like he could be a Miyazaki. What, yeah, what's yeah. his eyebrows doing? I think I, it's supposed to evoke, I think it's like, like a, a sea unibrow situation, but yeah, okay. I think it is supposed to evoke, uh, like, This is a pass. Vibes. Yeah, I'm a pass. I would smash. I would, oh my god. I seems would, like... Uh, I want to see what he's got in those pockets. Seems like a nice hang. I, would, I do yeah, love I would that accept apron. him as a grandfatherly figure in my life. Right, or just like, as a, yeah, as a guy you drop in every now and then. I do and love that around. apron that is made to look like it has fish scales, but yeah. those are all just the different pockets. That's cool. Yeah, alright. This is... this. Is, here comes the boy. <laughs> Bring on the men. Yeah, so we got... The Vidali gym leader, the normal type gym leader, <laughs> Larry. Larry. Hard I mean, smash. Yeah. 100%. Bring 
him. I'm inclined it, to agree. The only thing that I have to say about him is that I feel like he would take a lot of his anxiety and frustration <laughs> home with him at the yeah. end of the night. Yeah. So it's like every time you go home, it's like, oh, hey, honey, how was your day being member of the lead forward? It's like, ugh, don't want to talk <laughs> about it. He's kind of giving me, maybe this is wrong, maybe it's, maybe this is just the drink talking, mm-hmm. but it gives me a little bit of Adam Scott, which I'm very mm-hmm. attracted to. Yeah. He's, He's great to see in action, and he has, like, the, f- the best lines in the game. Like he I feel like I would just aggressively pressure him to give up one of his jobs. Do you know what? Like, your life will be happy. You know how every gym leader gives your you happiness a, a is TM? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he gives you the rest. TM for facade. Aw. <laughs> and he's like, he literally tells you, like, I hope you never have to use this in real life or whatever. <laughs> such a sad boy. He is, like, the sad Keanu Reeves. Uh, truly. And I love him so much. Welcome to a new episode of Why Did We Watch This, the podcast where three friends sit down with a troubled movie and a themed cocktail, and then talk about what worked, what didn't, and how they would fix it. I am Chris, horny Mrs. Claus Ravel. <laughs> I am Brendan, fish, fish, why fish, 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 fisher, fish, Trishler. Uh, I just wonder how long I could keep that going for. And I am Lee the Goodlist. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, I don't know how It's like just the same amount of effort that they put into this. For real. (laughs) I I guess one of us could have had the nickname uh, Shitty Clip Art. I have no idea how how you're not just shouting the title of this movie at us. We all know it. But it's... All together now, a, a date, date by Christmas, Christmas Eve. 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 <laughs> Originally titled The Naughty List, which would have made a lot more much sense. Much better, much it better. It would actually be like a name that I could remember as opposed to <laughs> A Date by Christmas Eve, which is really not like a point in this movie. No. It's not like the movie is like, oh, I hope I get a date for Christmas. If it was called The Naughty List, we would all remember it. Yeah, The it fact that it's, it's so anodynely titled A Date by Christmas Eve, it just slips out of the brain. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Some more recent Christmas garbage. That's right. We could tell you the names of the actors, but you probably have no idea who well, they are. Well, you might. So there's Vanessa Lenges. Lenges? Lenges? I have no idea. But like I said, she was in a season of Glee or something. She was in the movie Waiting. Yeah, apparently. she was she was the hostess in the movie Waiting. Okay, I uh, never saw it. But. Her, the, her whole plot line is she's jailbait and Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds really wants to fuck her. What an unpleasant movie. Uh, Evan Williams as Fisher. Catherine Bellis as Keegan, who is her best friend. Now we're about to fall off a cliff. Julie McLiven as Blythe, her (laughs) evil co-worker. And Morgan Fairchild as the horny old Mrs. Kringle. And Carol from Friends. And Carol from Friends shows up in one scene as Fish's mother. Along with, like, a guy who reads much older than her. And there's there's a bunch of other randos in here, some Canadians. The guy who plays the not-gay boyfriend, yeah. he was also in It Chapter 2. He was one of the two gay guys at the beginning. The I one who, uh, Well, Lee, you, you saw it, Chapter yeah, yeah, yeah. 2. He's the one who doesn't get gay-bashed. Yeah. 
Oh, good for him. Yeah. I, good for him. Yeah, he did all right. Listen, it's a Stephen King novel. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that he's homophobic, but, you know, that kind of stuff happens. It was a, it was a novel from the 80s. Yeah, These things the 80s. do did, happen. Yeah. Did, who, which one of you said that um, the gay actor playing that ex-boyfriend wasn't he he's in another gay thing well yeah that's the the one that we're talking about but he's going to be in this year's lifetime movie gay offering which is called hang on because i have him up here treasure or something yeah like a christmas to treasure christmas to treasure a a christmas to treasure i see yeah and it's it's a gay couple as like the focus okay which lifetime has done like twice before yep and like pretty solidly so like you know which was the probably works this is me a digression i promise we'll get back to this but which was the one digress it's fine the christmas setup with the nanny (laughs) no 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 treasure as the woman who right that's yeah that's yeah where she like is a woman who loves christmas yes i don't want to get into any weird territory here with fran drescher as the woman who loves christmas she's she's clearly very Jewish. jewish so one can only assume that she married a guy who was like I fucking love Christmas. And she's like, there's my new personality. I guess I don't yeah. care much about Judaism. <laughs> yep. um, okay, but I, I believe that was also the one in which the gay couple is played by two of April Ludgate's boyfriends from Parks and Rec. And one right. of them is, well, one of the boyfriends from that. And then he's an actual actor. Right. And then the main character, who is Fran Drescher's son, uh-huh. is his husband. Right. They're life. married in real life. And he was also the one who's placed Fran Drescher's son. Fran Drescher's son was also Other Scott in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Hilarious. Wallace's, like, friend. Hilarious. Scott, yeah. yeah. And, Perfect. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, so this is a date by Christmas Eve. Honestly, That's right. That's what it's called. We'll remember it. They should have just called it the naughty list. Yep. Would have made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Much better. Uh, before we really get into even what this movie is about what did we drink to keep ourselves sane ah well we drank a mulled wine called mm-hmm. the nice list and it may surprise you to know that sometimes we come up with recipes in advance and try and retrofit them into movies which is kind <laughs> of what i did here because i was thinking what if i did a mulled wine that was just a takeoff on poached pears and so this is what you ended up with two bottles of red wine one cup of pear liqueur two tablespoons of mauling spices, one orange, five tablespoons of orange blossom honey, a vanilla bean, four cinnamon sticks, three bosque pears, and a cup of pear juice. So what we did is we cut the orange in half, you slice one of the halves into segments, and you juice the other, squeeze that juice into your pot, throw the segments in, slice two of the pears into segments, set the third one aside, and split that vanilla bean open with a paring knife, baby. (laughs) You throw all of that stuff minus the pear juice into a pot and stir it over medium heat until the honey is incorporated. Increase the heat to high, bring it to a boil, keep stirring, and then once it is hit boil, turn it down, let it simmer 30 minutes at least, more if you got the time. Strain all that gunk out, put it in a nice pot, throw in the slices of pear from the third pear as garnish and ladle it into mugs and give it a good old sip baby sip 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 when <laughs> we did sip 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 we did sip it was hot and it was alcoholic it's great my two favorite things it was also it was very comforting and warm um i thought the pear tasted really nice we yeah had that little extra pear hit at the end yeah i'm glad it tasted like pear which i was worried it would not yeah well, and it's also tough because pear is both a very delicate flavor, mm-hmm. but it can also be very sweet right. if there's a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but I felt it was really balanced. Yeah. I enjoy. I always enjoy old wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, just to offer uh, an honest but, uh, you know, contrary opinion, <laughs> not my favorite old wine. I think I just prefer orangey, citrusy mm-hmm. old wine. That's fair. Personally, 
Uh, but it's still very good. And I yeah. couldn't have a lot just because I, I have to drive right after this. So I'm just too worried about what getting about? a little too paired up. <laughs> a little too Christmas cheer. Yeah. I was also remembering when we did white mulled wine. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, that was also very good. That was good. I yeah. never would have thought in a million years that would have. I wouldn't have either, but it sort of worked. Mulled wine. Mulled drinks in general. Hot drinks have always worked out very nicely for us. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, that is kind of the issue with mulled wine, though, is that the, at a certain point, it's like, how do you differentiate one from the other? You know, it's like, you don't want to keep sort of making the same one, so you have to kind of find something a little bit drastic different to do. There's like a humongous range. Right. And so it's like, there's only so much you can do with it, really. So yeah. it's, you're, you know, it's, it's always good, but if you're looking to make variations on it, there's only so much you can go with. Maybe, I don't know, maybe one of us will have a tremendous brainwave by this time next year. Yeah, you know, we got a year to think about it. we exactly. got time. Before we get into the, the discussion, do we have a synopsis ready we to go? We sort of have a synopsis. So <laughs> Not okay. Wikipedia this time. Right. I'm going to have to give a shout out to Lifetime Uncorked. I've used them more than once to assess whether or not I should I've done the same. spend 90 minutes of my life watching some Christmas trash. Yep. Um, now, this isn't quite a summary. It's more like somebody that just kind of does recaps in their thoughts, so... This is going to be sprinkled with uh, opinions yeah. and uh, asides, and it's just I'm just going to read it, you know, verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but please, please do visit them if you're a fan of this type of movie. They're a very good website for this type of thing. Three weeks till Christmas, and Chelsea has been dating a guy named Rod. She owns a dating app and is disappointed when she learns her boyfriend Wait, has an account. She owns it? No, I don't, I think, I don't think, just, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, and this is a guy that got drunk on wine and watched the movie. Yeah. Got it. I, yeah, she clearly doesn't own it, but she works at it. Yeah, we anyway. can correct some stuff yeah. as we go. Um, she's disappointed when she learns her boyfriend has an account, then breaks up with him. It seems like she doesn't need Rod because her neighbor Fisher appears to be filling the boyfriend role. He helps her decorate, <laughs> bounces pitch yeah. ideas with her, and encourages her. At the pitch meeting, Chelsea is surprised to learn that a coworker Blythe has the same interface design as her. The app is a Tinder knockoff, and you can put dates on a nice <laughs> naughty list. Um, they are partnered together, and Chelsea accuses Blythe of stealing her idea. Chelsea recruits Fish to help her in the office. Morgan Fairchild shows up, <laughs> claiming to be Mrs. Claus. I'm not sure what is happening because my nephew is watching train videos next to me and choo-chewing. <laughs> Maybe she is playing an actress who is shooting a commercial for the app. Either way, she is in full makeup and has some Christmas magic going on. I think the writer yeah. missed the yeah. turn. To clarify, that is ostensibly is. true. Ostensibly, she is an actress who shows yes. up like being but like, I'm your Mrs. Claus for the, the night, commercial. The night before, she wishes on like a shooting star or right. something. And it's clearly... And it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, is it the real Mrs. Claus? Winky yes. wink. Either way, she's in full makeup and has Christmas budget going on. Then Morgan Fairchild makes Chelsea's phone have Christmas magic, too. <laughs> the next day, Rod has come around and is treating Chelsea like a queen. So I will say but that what specifically precipitated this yes. is she put Rod on the naughty list. Right. And when you put someone on the naughty list, you what you have reason. the option. Right. You have like a little word bubble that pops. So it's like, what can they do to be nice again? Right. And she says, like, I wish like he wasn't such a shithead. And as, like that. And yeah. as Morgan Fairchild says, uh, it'll give them a little like life lesson. Right. Right. The idea is like it's supposed to help them learn like how to be a better person yeah. right? but instead yeah. she has some sort of magic that just makes it happen well, consequences the, be damned arguably the examples we see are different <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, the next day Ron has come around and is treating Chelsea like a queen Chelsea is so delighted about the turnaround that she has to tell Fish he talks her through her options and tells her to use her Christmas magic for good <laughs> two weeks till Christmas Blythe and Chelsea continue to work on the app while passive aggressively taking jabs at one another when Blythe gets a fancy new office, Chelsea uses her app to make Blythe only able to tell the truth. In a meeting with their boss, Simone, Blythe admits to stealing Chelsea's idea from the recycling bin and is super condescending. I'm pretty sure she gets fired or at least demoted. Um, she does get fired. She does get fired. Yeah. 
To thank Fish for helping her with her app, Chelsea agrees to go with him to his family Christmas party. At the party, his parents want their son to find a nice girl like Chelsea, or maybe <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> then we got a montage of pin the nose on the reindeer. Oh God, we all. I, I think that we game. all checked out of yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, but we all we all played that game as a child, right? So yeah. Put, we all put jelly beans in stockings with spoons and all that other <laughs> shit that they do in this movie. Like these are cherished games from our childhood. We remember them. Oh One week God. till Christmas, Blythe does get fired and her office goes to Chelsea. Fish starts acting weird around Chelsea, so she puts them on the naughty list. So specifically, <laughs> Chelsea's friend right. asks if Fish is available, and Chelsea says honestly yes, because she's just friends with them as far as she knows. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Chelsea's friend makes any kind of play towards Fish, she's like, but Chelsea what? Really is like, how oh, could she? Yes. yes. <laughs> like, and so she puts, because of that and that alone, she's like, she puts fish on the naughty list because she instantly realizes that she wants to him to like her. And she specifically writes, I want him to see me the way I see him. Uh-huh. Specifically. That's right. important. That's important. Yes. Um, so, yeah, she puts him on the naughty list. Also, the app upgrade goes viral, whatever that means. <laughs> Chelsea starts to feel guilty she has been using the magic. <laughs> the app? We have to dig into that. Yeah, the upgrade. Everyone's talking about it on Twitter. Everyone's like, oh, my God, nice list 2.5 is out. It's terrific. Um, Mrs. Claus themed, yeah, finally. Yeah. Fuckable Mrs. Claus, about time. At a random house party, Chelsea comes clean to everyone. Rod proposes to her, and she turns him down. Maxine is mad at Chelsea for thinking she would date Fish. That's her best friend. Right, her her assistant. Her assistant friend. Yeah. Her blonde friend realizes her newfound confidence is because of Christmas magic, and Fish has different (laughs) feelings. What? With no one... Well, Fish no longer likes her because it turns out that... She was taking advantage of Fish, and now Fish is taking advantage right. of Right, so it's, it's just her. that, like, she was always kind of ignoring yes. him. And so when she wishes that Fish sees her as she saw him, yeah, Fish, he, like, he's... kind of ignores her, too. Yes. Right. Um, and takes her for granted, because yeah. she's he like, oh, can her, I bring yeah. anything? And he's like, yeah, bring he gives her, like, a fucking yeah. catering order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with no one else to turn to, Morgan Fairchild comes back. <laughs> Chelsea asks how she can change everyone back. That was the situation in casting yeah. as well. Yeah. It, it is merely putting everyone back on the good list. Um, just like that, in a, in a little green special effect, everyone is magically back to their <laughs> old selves. Uh, the app finally launches. Chelsea's BFF uses it as a chance to sing. Fish shows up and makes up and then makes out with Chelsea. <laughs> These two are obvious, we're obviously sorry for each shows other. Shows up, makes up, and makes out. Makes then up they delete out, their dating app, which is a modern day engagement. So yeah, that was the naughty list, aka a date by, <laughs> by Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. That's um, the name of it. Yeah. Uh, so this was this was this was a lifetime movie. Let's start out by saying this. It was made for television. Right. It was unquestionably made for television. You watched <laughs> this on Amazon Prime. Yep. I have this on iTunes, on Apple, whatever the hell they call Do it now. Do we all individually own this one now? Yeah, we yeah, all, all we all fucking bought this we movie. We could have poached each other's Amazon account. Right, like, yeah, we could have just like shared a login, well, but for some reason we all now own this movie. But this was not rentable. No. No, it was purchasable. I, no. Yeah, it was purchasable and it was like a couple of bucks. So I was right. like, fine, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. And you know what? It's there for next year when you're like, I need this beautiful love <laughs> yes. story of uh, what's her face and fish. <laughs> what's her face and fish? Of Jenny Sediment and fish. <laughs> Jenny Sediment! She is like a C tier Jenny Slate in this movie. Truly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, yeah, anyways, yeah, like I said, it was a lifetime movie. You can tell by watching it because it's about 90 minutes long. Right. There are the obvious, like, fade to commercial breaks that show up every, yes. you know, 15, 20 minutes. There's really, there's, uh, we'll get into this a little bit, but there are some very extremely entertaining Christmas trash tropes throughout, but also just made for TV tropes. Very much so. I love the amount of padding we see sometimes because it gets really egregious towards the end. 
right? There are there are times where you realize that they're thinking like, shit, this is like we have a 92 minute slot and we gotta have something here. So like, yeah. I don't know, what if we watch her hold open a door for people, <laughs> then like walk slowly for toward camera like for like seconds. 10 seconds? Just like, okay. Then we like watch her make cookies, like, fine, let's make cookies. Oh my god, it's, it's great. It's Christmas, fine, make your fucking cookies, Jenny Sediment. This was, I felt, a great example of Christmas trash and how enjoyable well, it can well, be. What do you mean? Because I don't think it is. I, I watch a lot of Christmas trash, and yeah. I, I think that it's a good one for our podcast. Yes, because it's right. So, it's, so tra- it's so bad. It's so absurd. It is so yeah. bad. Right. So There's like, so I, many big problems with the plot. Right. So like, here's the thing. Like, if you're just talking about Christmas trash in general, so you we can go into this a little more and talk about other things on this subject. So, so many of these movies are just like blah, mediocre, boring shit, where it's literally just like, I don't know, woman goes to small town, meets guy, falls in love over the course of 90 minutes. Some of them are pretty solid. Like, some of them that we've watched before are like, actually like, well acted. Yes. They have interesting storylines. They're fairly original. And, like, there are things that I would watch again. And, like, if it was released in a movie theater, I would probably go see it in a movie theater. Because, what like, was, it's... What was, what was the one? What was the Christmas the ones, ghost one? The ghost, the ghost of Christmas Past we liked. Right. And the Ghost of Christmas Always was another one that right. I thought was very well acted. What was right. the one that had to do with the, like, he was dead, but he would come back... The Christmas oh, spirit. spirit of Christmas. Spirit, or something. Christmas. spirit of yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Right. I, love that. Which I do like it, even though it's like a legitimately insane ending where the ending is like, I don't know, what if he tried not to be a ghost and then became yeah. a person again? And <laughs> well, you can just feel like it's the writers dead, like throwing and, their hands and his up. Wife his ghost dead was fiance like, shows up. And right. Like, and she's like, if you want to come with me to heaven, you can. Yeah, you and he's can. like, or if you want to stay here with your new love, yeah. I guess that's okay I guess too. You can make that happen for you somehow. Yeah, like, like, I guess that was an option all along and just no one ever mentioned it to you. In the Ghost of Christmas, always it makes a little more sense because they're like, well, this is just the thing that happens sometimes. Like sometimes your soulmate isn't born in the in the right time. Right, like we have to like put you in holding. <laughs> yeah, we have to put you in a holding pen until <laughs> so we can, until you can be like replaced on Earth in your yes. correct time period. Yes, which I, yeah. I thought was a, a good way of having that happen. Like the idea that like, well, this is just a thing that like sometimes is, is right. Yeah, sometimes sometimes we got to kill someone yeah. off at age twenty something <laughs> makes, so we can plop them back on Earth. It makes way more sense than like man's been dead for eighty years and it's just like a allowed to get right and then like body. never thought about it so then they're just yeah. like well if you wanted to not be a ghost you could not right. be a ghost and he's like okay but the story and the, the specifically the romantic tension in that is top-notch right yeah the spirit of christmas it is but like the, the, those are like the ones that sort of excel above the the dross the dross yeah. yeah and then there are plenty of others that are just fine to watch right like i'm trying to think of one that i falling for christmas was just fine was just like was like i think it was like right down the middle in terms of perfectly fine. i will say the only thing that it you genuine shock I got out of that movie. The the gay resolution towards the end was not what I expected. Oh, that's bonkers. Yeah, that is that is the moment where I think my jaw dropped as to just like <laughs> like like yeah. wait like so her Although, boyfriend is actually like well, pansexual so, or something. First of all, he's already presenting very much as a like David Rose, um, yeah. uh, Dan Levy character, right? Like sort of like is, vaguely coded queer, but like kind of oh, her boyfriend. Kind of over the top. Yeah. In some, well, it's like, also very I think, feminine I think it's one of those things where they're like trying to thread a needle between like he's coded queer, but also he's like European. So it's like Met- is this sexual. right? So it's like is this just like European metrosexual or is <laughs> He reading is gay. But also, the the bonkers thing about that is that, as a joke to yourself to keep you awake in this movie, you're like, "Wow, is he going to get together with the mountain?" Right, <laughs> right. Which I literally thought yeah. too. I literally thought he was going to get together with this mountain. But obviously, that's not going to happen. But right. Something equally bonkers happens. Right. He hooks up with the hotel guy. Yeah, well, like his out like, of personal assistant yes. or whatever. Well, it's is. it's it's not John Early who is like right. He's like John. Head, yeah, John Late. Sure. Yeah. He's strawberry John Early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he he's like throughout the movie just like running around frantic, being like, "Where's Lindsay Lohan? Where's Lindsay Lohan?" And then all of a sudden, when they break up. 
and her ex-boyfriend like turns, turns to him and is like, "So hey, you want to go somewhere for Christmas?" And, and then it, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then at the end, whenever Court Overstreet is knocking on the door of the limo, thinking it's Lindsay Lohan inside, the window winds down. You see the two of them in the next scene. They're like, uh, "She's not here right now. Got to split." I, I just like, I kind of applauded it just because I was like, "That's so ballsy and crazy," and also like. Kind of, but at the same time, so much more of a real deal game resolution than like what a lot of these movies usually do. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, so I saw I watched the Freebie Freebie's new entry into holiday Christmas trash called Hotel for the Holidays, which is a pretty crappy movie, and I can't recommend it. But there is like <laughs> there is a gay subplot from the beginning where there is like you know. You suspect he's gay because he feels like he's kind of coded as being gay, where his dog runs away. And the entire subplot is, like, he loses his dog, another gay guy finds his dog, they meet up about halfway through. So they, somebody made Coco Dog, is what Yes, they made Coco Dog. <laughs> Chingle Bells, Coco <laughs> Dog. <laughs> and so Coco Dog is returned to him by the other gay Lee, guy. Lee, you need to sue. Yeah, you totally should sue. <laughs> And the two of them are kind of like, oh, like, we just got through breakups, like, not too long ago. Maybe, like, it would be nice to, like, spend Christmas with someone, blah, blah, blah. And there's, like, this vague subplot where one of them's like, but, like, it's, it's too soon for me. I can't possibly. And it's like, bullshit, bullshit, whatever. And, like, while that is happening, at the end of the movie, there is a pop star staying at the hotel who has, like, an obviously very gay-coded, like, friend, associate, whatever. And there is a prince who, of course, is staying there, too, who has, like, a very, like, silent, strong bodyguard. And at the end of the movie, at one point, someone makes a passionate speech and the bodyguard starts crying. And the pop star's gay friend hands him his handkerchief and, like, puts his hands on him. And I was like, wait a minute, what does this mean? Is he just being friendly? And then in the background of a next scene, as the prince is checking out, you see the two of them stand together. One of them grabs the other one's hand and they walk off. And it's the nuttiest thing because it's done in the background, too. It's almost literally like if you weren't paying attention to it, you wouldn't notice that. Wow. We're getting together, but like they just—it almost feels like the actors like made a choice, and we're like, let's not tell anyone. Let's just like grab hands and walk away and see if anyone ever notices. They're like, we're gonna make a story happen. That's here. right. We're making a gay story, I which is that. again, I can't recommend the movie, but that was like a legitimately insane moment of gay representation for me in this show. Love that. Yeah. This uh, this just, this had nothing. Of no story. No sadly. No no representation either. We were kind of saying like so. Lee was talking about like some of them are just like genuinely good. Some of them for things like this are just too fucking boring to talk about. Like, we just simply... I I don't care about some generic story about girl goes to town for whatever reason, meets guy, falls in love, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's boring as shit. Nothing to talk about. How do you make it better? I don't know. I don't care. Chemistry, whatever. And then you have things like this, which is why I think this is kind of an interesting idea to do, because this is sort of an outlandish premise. Like, I think the ones that would work for us are ones that are like... A woman develops god-tier powers because Mrs. Claus enchants an app that she's working on and is able to affect reality like Scarlet Witch. So there's that happening. And then there's also the the thing that, like, worked for me. The one thing that I genuinely did like about this is when she wishes that her love Love interest, who she didn't realize was her love interest, sees her as she saw him. And then he starts to ignore her and take advantage of her, which I think is a genuinely kind of interesting thing that I did not expect us to do. And so those are really the two reasons why I thought... This was a good example for the podcast. I don't necessarily know if I think it's a good example of a made-for-TV Christmas movie. No, because, there are definitely better ones. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I it's mean, like, it mostly works because it's outlandish. I think it has some great trash examples of things. Just it, more specific to the <laughs> to the plot of this one, I just love... I One of the things I love about a made-for-TV budget attempting to do an app or a website, and to make it look not only just good, it has to also look like something that conceivably would be a consumer product in the world. I cannot get over how 
absolutely over the top shitty. Absolutely. This has nothing to do with it being made for TV. There are like so many broke ass designers <laughs> right. and visual and graphic artists that would have made a better look. Right, who have just like graduated from college, yeah. need a quick buck. It's it's because these movies are made for like middle-aged people. Right, who don't know what an app who, is. Who, yeah, who don't, and they're probably written by uh, older people who are right. like, I don't know, get some clip art and call it right. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I think it was literally just that, like, they know they don't need to spend money to make this app look good, and, like, for their viewing audience, for, like, the baby boomers who are watching this, apps are already magic. So, like, That's they already think that, like, this is a pretty normal thing for an app to do. I just, I love the whole scene of uh, our our main gal, whose name I've already forgotten, Chelsea. It's Chelsea. Chelsea. I'm trying to remember. I have the pulled up, so I will not remember anyone's fucking names. Um, Chelsea and Blythe are going to show yeah. their incredibly apathetic boss uh, their their <laughs> she's, pitches. She's for, so apathetic. I guess like this is going to. It's supposed to be the the holiday time skin for the nice list, right? So that's what I'm going. So like this is the thing that's always fucking weird about apps in these movies. This app is called the Nice List, which to me immediately brings to mind the concept of Christmas, right? Which so makes you wonder: is it a Christmas right? So like, app? is this a Christmas dating app? Did you literally make an app <laughs> that is designed for like maybe two three months out of the year max, I, and then when it's done, people will go back to Tinder? <laughs> but then why would you? Why would you? Just right, be no, on Tinder? I mean that's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like because because these movies have to be like it's Christmas. We have to have the app be Christmas in some way. It can't even literally just be like, oh, we need the graphic design team to do a fun Christmas overlay for the Which app. Which would have made more sense. Right. It's literally like, this is a Christmas dating app for Christmas. Right. And it, like, that's what you end up with, right? right? You end up with this sort of weird nonsense that's neither fish nor I, foul. I just love that what they show to their boss, and this is going to be the UI of a dating app, which is going to be put on an app store somewhere and downloaded and actually used by people on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. And what you get is like an MS Paint level, mm -hmm. like just white space with I, like a word art. Right, so like naughty or nice up at the top. And, and then, then a like really sketchy looking clip art image of just, I guess like a woman with long hair. Yeah. Like it was really bizarre. There's, it was, um, there's like a logo they use with a heart that in the background that kind of bounces around like a DVD logo. Or something. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember like seeing it in the background and thinking it, because it's supposed to be an arrow through the heart, I think, but it looks like the heart is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> It's like a white arrow smoking on the Actually, that would be a pretty great app for like jaded daters yes. being like, are you, are you suffering from the ennui? Yeah. What you're looking for on a romantic partner? Well, and I also loved, uh, you could, you saw later in the movie that this part also confused me. Was this app already was being used by people? Right. This app already exists because her boyfriend wait, was on it. Are we really sure that it wasn't an existing app with a Christmas filter on it? Because that's what I thought it was. I mean, okay, so that's... That would make more sense. It certainly could be. The thing that throws me is that they call it the nice list or whatever. Yeah, but I, I thought that there was just like an update they made for whatever app it is. Now, also, later on, the sycophant lady tells... It's like, oh, I think we should stretch this into the New Year's. So I don't know that it is just a... Now, I don't know what the app is called, and I can't explain the weird things that you're talking about, but I do think it is an app that existed, that they put, like, a functionality on it for Christmas. Right. I mean, like, I think one way or another, we can agree this app existed prior to, like, the start of this movie. Yeah. Like, we know this is an app that has existed. Whether or not it has existed as a Christmas-themed app or it's, as a uh, more generic dating app is something we're all a little confused on because the movie never really clearly explains this. I just love that we also get a look at the, like, swipe panel uh -huh. and it appears that they typically have a like 
green with a halo for a, ironic, weirdly enough, a left swipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the right swipe is a little, a little, devil, like, devil, a little horn. devil horns. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so maybe there's sort of like an angel on your shoulder, devil, devil on, on your shoulder, shoulder kind yeah, yeah. of thing happening. But I just love that the way they Christmify this, do they make the background green or red? No, they just put just a like cut out image yeah, mistletoe and of holly mistletoe, which is... Yeah. Right, right there, right at the yeah. top. Yeah, that's all it takes. I just love that they show their boss this, and they're, everyone's like, wow, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so clear a lot of work went into mm. this. <laughs> so that's what I'm confused about. So the concept of the little pop-up bubble where you can say how to make a naughty person nice, was that something that they hadn't rolled out until the, this maybe. movie, maybe? Like, maybe that was the pitch? Well, I, and I'm ostensibly, I think for everyone else except for Chelsea... Is that just so you don't forget? Because right. not I, I, I'm assuming Mrs. Claus, Morgan Fairchild, didn't magic everyone's phones. No. no. Um, I think that, I, I don't know if, I mean, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. I don't know how it would work. But, like, I feel like there's a, a, a potential intention for it to be, like, you get anonymous feedback. Right. Of like, oh, I shouldn't have like, I shouldn't have a photo of me hunting a tiger in my dating app. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, I feel like yeah, in in like a real world way, there is probably a way to do it where you can be vague enough and just be like, don't talk about yourself so much during dinner or something like that, yeah. and like have that pop up. But like, it is weird because you feel like you will go on a date with someone, and then if a day later you get feedback being like, he ate my right. appetizer and you're while like, we were together, but it's I know sort of like yeah, is. it's like, well, I know you said that about me. <laughs> it's it's just there's a lot of logistics that have clearly not been ironed out again because this is not a movie that's concerned with the logistics of an app it's a movie that like believes apps are magic to begin with so like why bother dealing with that shit um i just yeah like because obviously chelsea is using this for like a totally different thing because she's like rating her ex rating her friend who she doesn't have any romantic designs on she just it's also really fascinating to me that i think within the world of this movie She's supposed to be giving them the gift of, like, a life lesson that they need. Right. But so many of these life, so-called life lessons are just about them acting differently in regards to her or acting in a way she feels they should act. Right. So it, that's where it almost does become, like, a, a Westview with WandaVision kind of deal. Yeah. Because... I'm like, uh, you're just kind of remaking their reality to what you think they should want. Right. I think you could argue that, like, Blonde Roommate is the one that's kind of closest to just helping her learn something. Right. Be more independent, you know. But then be more independent translates into wear a black dress and cut your hair off or something. And consider getting a motorcycle. Right. Consider getting a motorcycle. (laughs) Whereas everyone else is kind of, you know, I wish my jerky ex-boyfriend was more into me. And I wish my coworker wouldn't lie so much. Which I guess you could kind of argue is a little, like, it, it is a little bit more like this person should be more honest or something like that. I, I, yeah, I guess. It is funny, though, how they almost make sure you know that everyone's life kind of went back to normal without maybe a lesson truly being learned, because maybe with the exception of Blonde Friend. Well, I would say, I would say the exception of um, her coworker, her shitty coworker, who comes back, returns the money right. that Chelsea sent her, and is like, I'm actually very rich, thanks. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, that it really kind of, she's like, yeah, I lost my job and everything, but I'm rich, my husband. My husband's yeah. got a lot of money, we're fine. tech killing before he decided to be a yoga instructor yeah we're gonna be okay i like that she got liar liared the plot is nonsense 
Right. Well, I mean, so here's the thing, too, with a lot of these movies that I've noticed is that it's, it's kind of like, you know, like the Coco Chanel thing where before you leave the house, take off one accessory. Yeah. Before you make this movie, remove one subplot from it because it always <laughs> yeah. feels like there is at least one subplot that if you just trimmed out, you could focus more on other things. And it's Ooh. usually something like this person has a boyfriend who's a jerk. Or, I probably would lift the boyfriend. Yeah, no, I would, too. There was another one that I Rich and I watched a while ago where it was literally just it should ostensibly be about the will they won't they tension between this couple. But one of them also has a boyfriend and the boyfriend's a jerk. But it's sort of just like, so like, why, like, why is that complication thrown in as well? You know, like, yeah. couldn't the complication just easily be like, these two like hate each other, but they love each other. And then you overcomplicate it being like, but she's going to marry this other guy too. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> and she also wants to get her engineering degree. And it's sort of like, like, what, why? Like, why are you padding it out with all this extraneous shit when it could just be what will happen with these two people? There just wasn't, they didn't have many ideas, I think, for things to happen really, especially within their relationship outside of montage. Cause we get that. I, and we all checked out of it. when We were watching it again, that the montage party. of them at the, like the party right. and stuff. Yeah, but, but we're missing important stuff. Like, I don't know how long these two people have known each other. Or how mm-hmm. I, so that's what I, mom at the party mentioned something about him moving next door to her, like yeah. a year and a half ago Which or something. Nuts. That's a way too short amount of time. It's something I agree. For years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that they're just neighbors, like, nobody becomes that close with, with their your neighbors. neighbors. Yeah, I mean, unless, again, your neighbor is, like, aggressively hoarding for yeah. you and just for some reason will not mention it to your face. Yeah, no, their, their <laughs> dynamic is not gone, the backstory of it is not explored enough. Right, and the, yeah, and you have, and I also had said when watching this, the whole thing about blonde roommate and her boyfriend, yeah. where it's like, blonde roommate shows up and she's making cookies with her boyfriend, and it's like, they seem like a perfectly fine functional couple, really and then it up literally the next scene, she's like, I can't believe boyfriend broke up with me because... Because I wanted to use his recording studio on, like, his time off. And he was like, girl, you're too needy. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then we broke up. It's like, so, like, why are we, like, why were we ever introduced to your ex-boyfriend in the first place? Like, shouldn't this just be, like, a thing about, like, you having, like, failed relationships with men all the time? The the needy comment came because she's immediately jumping on to some other guy. I guess. She's, she's talking up some other dude that she's going to go out on a date I mean, that with. doesn't feel... Yeah, I guess that doesn't I, feel, like, needy, then. That I feels like that it was needy. I thought that she was, like, not... Because she also... She's rich, right? So she's, like, not used to, like... She's never had to do anything on her own to get where she is. Yeah, I guess she... And she, she wants to be a party planner at the beginning, and it's it's very important Is to that her. what she wants? Yes. Oh, my God. she wants to plan the holiday party. I thought she wanted to be a singer, because that's why she wanted well, to use she the recording wa- she studio. she wants to, like, prove to herself that she can be independent, but she's she, she doesn't trust herself, so as soon as she says, like, I'm gonna do the party for your whatever app or whatever, uh. <laughs> but then she instantly is like, please help me do everything, because I don't have the confidence to make a decision on my own, and I think it extends to I her maybe. relationships, and that's why her boyfriend, I think that's what they were trying to say is okay. that she doesn't have enough confidence in herself or that she can be independent without her family's wealth or whatever. So I think that was where what they were trying to say about her. Not like that she's needy for men in particular, but that she just has not ever had to be independent. She doesn't believe that she can be. I see. Right. And that would that would be perfectly fine, I think, as a, as a character trait. And I think it would also work if you didn't show her boyfriend ever and if it was literally just no, her like ha- she yeah. a boyfriend for that plot because yeah. again you already have her you established it with her first scene where she's like 
I know that I'm supposed to, I know that I said I would do this for you, but also I need you to help me do this right. because I'm right. desperate. Exactly. And then it also, but then it also becomes her character trait is not just I am desperate and don't like have my own sense of independence. It's also men think that I'm needy and I have to find a man to like be with it all the time. And it's right. just like, yeah. you're throwing too many things at the She's screen at once. monogamous. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's too much spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta let some of it slide off there, honey. Was there anything about the story or the plot we wanted to get into? There's not much. No, and I, I mean, think I've already kind of explained. Like my again, my hangups are not enough uh, backstory for right. these two people. I don't know how. I don't, I don't have enough. Like I don't have a foundation to work with. Like the movie we're doing uh, after this, mm-hmm. I think that the backstory that is more planned, than sufficiently explained. Right. It's it's almost like entirely ways. just their backstory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a huge fo- and it and it makes sense for this type of story of like friends to lovers. Like why aren't they dating? Right. Because, you know, we want to know why, they, why they're dating. And right. this one, it's really unclear. Right, no, this is like one of those, this is again, like a, in a lot of these movies, you have an issue where, per, like, guy is in love with woman, but like hasn't told her. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, at a certain point, you have to ask like, well, why haven't you told yeah. her? Like, if it's literally been years, like, what is your hold up <laughs> at this point? Well, and also like, I, this is my major hang up whenever this, this, with this plot line, pretty much any movie or TV show I, the longer it's supposed to have gone on for, the least I believe it. Because I'm just like, at some point, you run out of, like, pining, really. Like, you can't just keep throwing your love in that direction. And I know that it's a very romantic idea. I know that it's a very brooding, sad, This man has been in love with you for years. But I don't think it happens like that. I think... You just kind of move on if it doesn't happen. Well, and like, and like in reality, I think at a certain point it becomes like sad and obsessive. You yes. know, like it's not like romantic at a certain point. It's just sort of like you're literally throwing like, your life away. You're arrested. just like sitting in a corner pining for someone, and you will never do anything about your it. Your development is arrested, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so you know you've got that, and so uh, there, there's like that aspect of the plot. There's again the various extraneous details of this plot that could have been trimmed, so you could have focused on backstory. Like you know, again, had you cut. The f- scene with Fisher's parents at their party, you could have honestly cut Mrs. Claus out entirely, who literally just feels like she is there she because is- Morgan Fairchild wandered by the studio one day and was like, what's going on in here, fellas? And they're like, I don't know. Do you want to be a sexy Mrs. Claus? She's there because I, it felt like in this, they otherwise wanted, they wanted to have that magical, like, I feel like right. this is a trope in these kinds of movies where they're like, oh, this is an actor right. that came out of, but... But no, yeah, there, she showed up, and I didn't even put the call to casting right. out. There's like definitely huh. often a thing in these movies where, oh, Santa standing on the street with the sidewalk ringing a bell for charity. Is it the real Santa? And wink, wouldn't wink. you know his name is Nicholas? Right, or Chris, or, or something like that. Saint Claus, or yes. something, <laughs> or Santos, San, Santos Cristos. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like it's that's bananas. like one of those like constant tropes that these movies often dig back into, which I assume is why it's here. But like, you don't need it to be there. It's just you're wasting more time because you wanted to say in a commercial on Lifetime, like, and Morgan, Morgan Fairchild is sexy Mrs. Claus. And I do have to give it to them. That's that's a good idea. Morgan Fairchild is sexy I mean, Mrs. Yeah, Claus. Yeah, that's fine. I have no yeah. problem with that. If she's not in the movie, though, so there, I mean, if the actress became magical, right. we would be like, what the fuck? Right, exactly. It like, it's perfectly, it's, it's, it's not like this explains the issue in a way that no other way possibly could. No, I agree. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's again. I have huge problems. I guess plot, but I do have huge problems with the plot of it. But I just think that the main conceit of how the app works, how the magic question mark uh-huh. works, is just Nuts. a bad. It's bad. It's not. It's a hard sell in a in a light frothy Christmas movie that she's like. 
altering people's personalities. Right, that she has basically, again, that she is warping reality. Yeah, she's warping whims. reality to her whims. Yes. Again, it is the Scarlet, the Scarlet <laughs> yes. WandaVision thing where it's like, this is like not cool. Right, yeah. yeah, no, where it's like, this is this is genuinely more terrifying than people in the movie seem to yeah. ever act. Like, even when she tells her best friend Fisher about this, he's like, huh. He reacts just sort of nonplussed, just sort of like, oh, like, yeah. oh okay, that's strange, so you're interesting. you're like making people change their personalities, that's weird. Yeah, it's like, well, like, well, like, just be cool about it, I guess, yeah. but like, in real life, if you told me that, hey, I found a way to warp people's personalities, I'd be like, what the fuck, like, where is this that's coming right. from? It's pretty fucked up. Right, like, like, are you sure that's, like, ethical? Yeah. Right, like, like, <laughs> even, like, when you make an asshole, like, bitch that steals your work ideas, tell the truth, that's so fucked up to do to someone, like, yeah. people need to lie on a daily basis to, like, just get through, like, right, like, there are, like, little, it's like, again, the yeah. difference between, like, a little white lie and like an actual lie yeah, like yes some, some lies are positive things right like, and like obviously like yes true. don't steal your co-worker's stuff yes. and like pretend it's yours but also you do need to lie yeah, sometimes yeah definitely don't tell your partner they look fat right or you know <laughs> don't do any of those things like compliment you know or yeah. like um I feel like yeah it's all a lot of like really kind of life shattering things yes done without consent yeah and all within this like and cheery Christmas time. right like, yeah that's the creepy yeah that's the weird so, part too yeah, so it's icky oh, and, and then even when they find out at the end they're very blase about it care. like after like yeah. once everything goes back to normal like <laughs> you would almost be forgiven for thinking that they forgot about it but yeah. like they didn't forget about no. it and you know because like her ex coworker shows up and is like here's the money that you sent me back it's not like she woke up and is just sort of like like oh that was weird you this know this movie needs you to breeze past a lot of things it needs you to breeze past the app of it all. It doesn't even go into the details because it does. It doesn't. It doesn't want you to look at that. Yeah, we don't have time for the for the friends and family to be upset that she's literally tampered with their realities. Right. We don't have time. Yeah, and but like also we don't um, have time to delve into the characters' backgrounds. No. So like what, again, what are we spending our time on? You know, also, if you're like, not going to deal with that shit. You know, ostensibly, uh, our our gal is supposed to learn some kind of lesson about not taking hit what's his face for granted or whatever. Did she really learn that though? I feel like she only learned it because someone else was interested in him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, do we see her treat him differently afterwards? Or are they just doing the same shit they did before, but under a she stated She just seems a little bit more purpose? upfront with him, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I have to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, do we just want to say a quick piece about the music? All right, look. I mean, like, look, there's nothing to really say about this musical score, because it's the very sort of, like, basic level, like, synth-heavy. One of them is sung by a Keegan character. Right, so, like, there's a lot of songs in this movie, and as, <laughs> as often the case with these sort of movies, they're not, like, songs that you or I, dear listener, know. Right. Time right. Christmas <laughs> They're literally songs that sound like they were created by some sort of neural network, where you just, like... Yeah. in your eyes. You inputted a bunch of, like, Christmas words into some sort of generator that's like, this is a song now. Eggnog in yeah. the pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all that sort of crap. Like, it's, it's like, you, you actually listen to the lyrics, and you're like, this is... What, what the fuck is this even saying? So you've it's, got like it's no let me taste your six, let me taste your yeah, honey let me taste your honey yeah it's like six of these songs happening throughout the course of the movie one of which happens like diegetically at a performance at the end of the movie so you get to really appreciate the you know the music and lyrics that uh, have been gifted to you by this program <laughs> the music and lyrics yeah. that have been gifted by uh, by songwrite bot yes by songwrite bot three thousand <laughs> um 
Uh, do we have anything else to say about the characters? We kind of got into them already, but it's mean, really not much. Right, I mean, like, in terms of characters and actors, like, I don't like the actor playing the lead woman. I, like, what's her name? What did I say her Vanessa name? Vanessa Lengis. Keep calling her Jenny Sediment. Jenny Sediment, <laughs> yeah. Because I live Vanessa Lengis, or Lengis, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. Who's again a kind of an actor, like I had said, like, she's done shit before. I find her very grating in this, and I don't know if it's her performance or if it's just the way the character's written, and it's a terribly written character. Right, like, it I'm is. not saying anyone could be good in this. <laughs> she is, I think, a very unlikable lead in these movies and like a genre of movie where they will usually like go out of their way to make the lead as like inoffensive and likable as possible there is just something about her that grates on me every time I've watched this I think it just in general she's so mealy mouthed and blah nothing to have the world still kind of falling at her feet like to even have your work rival be like well and I found her discarded idea in the recycling and that was just so amazing yeah. and you're yeah. just it's it's one of those things where it's it, uh, we're almost treading into Mary Sue territory, right? Um, you know, I mean, I just I just find her kind of like needlessly whimpery and whiny. Yeah. You know, no, like I it's think just... that she's kind of like again, she's kind of toxic without realizing it. Yeah, and I don't like. Yeah, it's a hard sell on the character. Yeah, agreed. And I I guess the only fish. other one you really need to talk about I guess would probably be Evan Williams as Fish, who we will yeah. we will be talking about again one month Next from month. now yeah. with but another movie. Very different character, but in this movie, yeah. just a good sweet boy. Right, like that's literally his defining characteristic is that he's like aggressively in love with her, yeah. but has never said anything to her, but acts on it, you know, and it's yeah. like to the point that where you almost wonder why is she not realizing this, you I know, have like no idea. Well, it, it it makes her seem like she's maybe self absorbed, way too yeah. self absorbed, right? Which yes. like, I think again also contributes to the fact that I don't like her character very much. It's just sort of like. Because she's more than happy to be like, yeah, let's absolutely go out to dinner on New Year's Eve when I have a boyfriend and let's right. go dancing. <laughs> so she's happy to do all of these things, but she seems oblivious to the fact of what that means. Right, right, right. I mean, this isn't literally, it's a movie where he's been like throwing himself at her from minute zero. I mean, and she's just sort of like, what a nice neighbor you are. It does ask that the main character essentially have a lobotomy because they do just need to delay the realization. Yeah. Whereas, right. I mean... Just have them. I, I really hate it when they do that. Just have them realize it when it feels natural, but come up with some other reason why they can't communicate. Right, and it. I mean, I guess the reason that she, like, you could use is that she has a boyfriend in right. this. Even though her boyfriend's like an asshole and sucks and is secretly gay, he could still be the complication that prevents them from getting together, I suppose. But he's not really, because once he's kind of out of the picture, nothing really changes for her. No. And she also doesn't seem to, like, really like her boyfriend that much, so there's yeah. that but as I, well. I will say it's an equal thing of, like, it's bonkers that he hasn't made a move, because yeah. he has a pretty good fucking chance, I think, if he did. I agree. I agree. And <laughs> it's bonkers that she doesn't realize what's going on. Yeah. I think that that's, like, the most extraneous thing to me. She's just so fucking oblivious, you yes. know, and, like, I'm a pretty oblivious guy, yes. but, like, even I yeah. could look at this we and We have another like, month of this. Yeah. <laughs> next month we're going to get even yeah. more. Next and month where the entire, right, the entire movie is just, like, over. how could two people be so oblivious yes. for 90 and minutes? And Fish comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And Fish, yeah. Evan Williams. Evan Williams, yeah. What did, again, just a very normal name. He's, well, he's Canadian. He's a That's nice why. guy. So that would do it. He's yeah. got some charm to him. Um, no, he does. I, I liked him. I liked him generally in this. He was a sweet boy. Everyone always likes a sweet boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not much else to say yeah. for acting, really. Everyone else is like fine Every, yeah. playing their I mean, one-dimensional characters. Fine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Morgan Fairchild is Mrs. Claus, who like wants to fuck everyone. Carol from Friends is. Yeah. There. Carol from Friends shows up as Fish's mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although she cannot be that much older than him. Well, didn't we look her up? Oh, Wasn't she, yeah, she like she's 60s? in her 60s. Yeah, and he's probably like 30s, so... Yeah, that makes sense. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I think it could happen, especially in Canada. Um, <laughs> you know, what Listen, else like, as we know, anything can happen in Canada. That's right. What else can you do up there? Yeah. Shall we get into... Bixes? 
Yeah, sure. Let's do that. No, no takers for nobody's wow. really stepping it. up. I'll start then. All right. I mean, I, I know that's weird because this movie really inspired. I know this movie just like like it's it's leaps off the right. Screen. Things were just like pouring out of my pen. I'm just gonna be rambling when I get to me. So yeah, I, I made just like a like a list of things. I made my own, shall I say, nice list of things that I would change about this movie. So here, first of all, the app, the nice list is not like a dating app. It's basically like one of those like shopping list apps. And the idea is that it's sort of, oh, you can pull information from like various websites or from small businesses and be like, like oh, you're looking for like X for person. Well, like mm -hmm. here are three websites and two places near you that sell X. And so like, that's the whole premise of it. It's just that like, it's a way to categorize shopping list. And in this case, they're kind of like, oh, and now we'll do a Christmas overlay because Christmas is coming up, all that crap. Chelsea is more of an aggressive type A personality who like demands perfection from everyone in her life at like the expense of missing out like who they actually are and what they might actually have to offer mm -hmm. or it's sort of just the like she thinks that like people should be better than they actually are not from like a terrible demanding way but just sort of like like no like I know you're better than this like <laughs> yeah. like an aggressively unhelpful way yeah maybe even toxic positivity right yeah that sort of thing and so Next important thing, the entire movie is a fantasy sequence. The bulk of this is going to be a fantasy because, again, there are so many implications to actually bending reality to suit your whims that, like, I just don't want to deal with that at all. So what I think it's going to be is that it's like there's no Mrs. Claus who they need to consult for commercials or something. She's at work at midnight working away on this app and like it's so tired and she falls asleep and like the next day she wakes up but like it's a dream and she doesn't quite realize like it's a dream yet though mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things <clears throat> the people she's helping aren't people who are bad and deserve to be punished it's that she thinks that she's doing what's best for them with her dumbass roommate friend she's like oh I wish so and so had a brain or whatever like I wish she wasn't <laughs> such a fucking dummy and it sort of becomes this thing where like she becomes so independent to the point like she doesn't want to be with anyone like she like cuts her out of her life and like goes off on her own and is like like you know like no you're not my friend anymore like i don't need you <laughs> and so she makes some sort of wish about like improving fisher where she's just sort of like oh like oh fisher like feels like he's just not getting anywhere in his love life i wonder why that could be maybe fisher should be better and so like she starts improving him to the point that like other women start noticing him they're like oh hey fisher like fisher's looking kind of hot today he's wearing a nice christmas sweater mm -hmm. and so it ends up like backfiring and so i want to keep the bit of course because it's the only thing i really liked about how she wishes fisher could see her, how she sees him and then he starts like immediately taking her for granted and like starts ignoring her as well just because like I said that's the thing I like um, you know again cutting the entire fucking thing with his family because no one fucking cares about his fucking family <laughs> playing their jelly bean stocking games it still culminates I think at that um, it was like Fisher's Christmas party or something I think it was at the yeah. end where everything fell apart it's going to sort of like culminate in there that's when like everything sort of spirals out of control where Fisher's like like I you know you've ignored me for like the past however many years like I don't really want to be with you like I don't think you're worthy of me frankly like you have to work on yourself a little bit more like all of her other friends are sort of like you know moving beyond her because she keeps trying to change them in some ways mm -hmm. and they're all like getting pissed off at her and then of course you know she wakes up and she realizes the error of her ways like Ebenezer Scrooge and she shouts out her window like you boy what day is this and he's like I don't know it's like two weeks before Christmas why do you care and she's like oh, I haven't missed it and she has to focus on what everybody else has to offer her and like what she can do to help others and like maybe focus a little bit more on yourself and you know other people for like you know who they are rather than what you want them to be i like that yeah and that's it that's a good lesson it is a good lesson i wish chelsea had learned it <laughs> you go for it you go next i got i think i have it go ahead i think i'm ready all right so this plot that i is perfect i'm uh so i'm gonna have it be our, our main gal she made the app i it's just i think it's simpler that way mm -hmm. i think it's just a dating app 
normally. I think, you know, she's like chronically single, but always maybe trying to go out on dates or whatever, but is maybe feeling a little burnt out by the app cycle. It's going to be gay, gay Christmas, but not man, man. It's me, lady, lady. What? And because I feel like they haven't done that yet. Right. I don't I think they I think Lifetime probably has. I think I've just never seen one. I don't know. I'd have to. I feel like I've seen like one or two posters that have like two women. Yeah. You know, like holding each other in the snow or some shit. Okay. But I I probably just haven't seen them. I feel like it's maybe I bet you there's less of those. I would agree. The man, man. No, I'd I'd agree. Um, But I wanted to have it be like, uh, she is, this this lady is a a celebrity of some kind who has maybe just had a very explosive and somewhat scandalous coming out. Maybe they had some kind of tryst with like a PA or something and Mm -hmm. it really blew up. So they've gone back to their small town to stay at their family's house and try to lay (laughs) low. Uh, But wouldn't you know, they fire up that app Uh um, and connects with our main gal and uh, this is also giving, this is allowing me to now tell you the new title of this is The Twelve Dates of Christmas, oh, because they have, they have 12 dates. I feel like that has to have been used at some Throughout point, Throughout December, right? oh, undoubtedly, sure undoubtedly. Okay. <laughs> um, I briefly considered having her go out with, like, 11 other people before ending up with someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, my first draft idea was, what if it was a pansexual and they... <laughs> That um, they were like very rich, and then they had some sort of like you know major domo head butler type who was just like arranging these dates and got eleven of them. But wouldn't you know the head butler falls in love with them? So. <laughs> this, is, this is again like Lee's dating sim. Like you don't choose an option, so the major domo becomes <laughs> yeah. your lover. Like, like <laughs> um, do you remember that that dating sim uh, coming out on top? I never played it. But you never I know played it. it. You've yeah. talked about it so many times. I know yes. I have. I I'm only just know obsessed with how my yeah. friend yeah. just played through, just worked his college job and went to class. <laughs> <laughs> he had money and he had money and good grades. <laughs> just put a dating sim there. I do sort of like love the idea that you just like latch onto a subplot. You're like, oh no, this nope. class is much more interesting. <laughs> there is like I'd rather in, have a degree. <laughs> in Boyfriend Dungeon, there is the sort of that option where one of the weapons is just a cat. <laughs> you can either like date one of the sword boys or girls or ladies or people, or, or you can just have a cat. <laughs> you just have a cat, and that's your that's your buddy. That's I like excellent. it. Yeah, so I kind of like that. But also, the boyfriend dungeon is so pan that you can just have. You, it's also so poly because you can just literally just date everyone. And everyone at once, right? Nobody really cares. There's like a couple conversations people might have about exclusivity, but for the most part, everyone's chill with you having you know making out with other sword people. <laughs> anyway, I guess I'll go. So first of all. You stole my idea a little Did bit. Did I? What, well, what part? I talked about wanting to do a fantasy sequence thing too, where like rather than have the compulsion thing, I was like, I think I preferred if it was like a dream sequence where oh yeah, she wakes up as it. But that's I think there's a common. I think that's just the natural. That I think that's just like that should be like your first inclination. Yeah, so that's a natural instinct of yeah. like, well, if it's what well, what's not as bad as like changing people's personalities. Right. Well, it's, it's just like oh, it's all a dream. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, but. I, I don't have a really solid premise here. My initial premise was to just have the same thing, but have yeah, have her do the same thing as she does in this movie where she's like, I wish this person was like this and this person was like this. But then it all happened up front, and then she goes to the plot of this movie in a dream sequence where her friend, again, sees her like she sees him uh-huh. and ignores her, and her other friend cuts her hair and goes on, does a bunch of crazy, you know, midlife crisis shit and all that, <laughs> and, then, and then has to, like, live in that world for a few days before being like, oops, I fucked up. And then wakes up and it was all a dream. But I, in the effort of doing something more different, my first idea was to just do that with like the dream sequence and then have the movie play out. Um, but while you guys were talking about yours, um, another idea came to me because 
I liked the idea of the Naughty List app um, being a way to tell someone anonymous feedback, but also it, it doesn't work in the context of a dating app because you're if you went on a date with them, you're always going to know who it was. Right, right, because they'll just reference the thing you did, yeah, and it'll or, happen like or, a day yeah, after or whatever. Yeah, it'll be like, in, yeah, unless you're dating a million people at once, it's right. going to be pretty obvious. Um, but what I liked the idea of is there are, I feel like there are things that have done this before, like online things where you can like send anonymous messages in general. To right. Them, and mm-hmm. whether you don't know who it is or you don't know who you're getting it from, but I like the idea of an app where it's like, you can message someone anonymously um, with just like a wish for them or like mm-hmm. a hope or like a here's a thing it or could feedback. Be quite a sh- I wish yeah. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah, share yeah, your yeah. food more. Yeah, exactly. I wish you would be such a bitch. Right. But I like maybe that kind of, maybe that's the whole app where it's like no one's identity is revealed, but you can message someone anonymously and it, it could be like anyone from like your parent to a coworker who worked with you one time. So then it's not even strictly a dating app. It's more just like a social network. Yes. So yeah, it would be like that where you you can leave these anonymous messages. And I kind of like the idea that at the start of the movie, she does have all these like wishes that she leaves for, for people based on perceived mm-hmm. like flaws or faults they have that are holding them back. Um, and then maybe she gets one as well. And it's like she she's like in charge of she's, you know, one of the designers of this app. Um, and she maybe put, holds it as like a point of pride that like she's never gotten one of these messages. Maybe she gets one like right at the start, <laughs> and she, it's like I, I, I don't know what it would be, but something like you know, in blank, you know, her 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 fault or whatever. I mean, when she it was something minor, and she just like fucking spirals. Yeah, well, she just yeah, she's like how like who could this come from and blah blah, blah or whatever. Um, and then yeah, like Mrs. Claus or whoever shows up and is like magic's a wand and then she wakes up in this world where like all of her wishes have have come true and now all of these people are acting like she thinks that they should act and it all goes terribly wrong and her best friend is is like being weird with her um i kind of like the idea because when i first heard about this movie i assumed because it was like something about putting her friend on the naughty list that we were going to get this version where like she has this sweet best friend who's in love with her and then she makes him a bad boy, and then he becomes... <laughs> oh my god, that would I, be so funny. I really liked that as a... That's like a solid... That hooked me, and I was like, yeah, I would love to see, like, one day, like, he's... The next day, he's wearing, like, a leather jacket, yeah. and it has a motorcycle or whatever. So I kind of want to play with that, or maybe her wish is like, oh, he's not... He's too milky toast. Enough. He's got yeah. that milky toast bullshit. He's, too, he's got too much milk toast bullshit. <laughs> um, Stop grabbing <laughs> my leg. So yeah, the, I like the idea that she thought he was too boring or bland or, and then wanted him to be more adventurous and he is but that also means that he pulls away from her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, her friend, she wants more independent but her friend just kind of spirals off on these midlife crisis decisions <laughs> that are way worse than like oh, I cut my hair. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, things that are just bad life choices because she's she's too confident She gets in into herself. crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Invest in crypto. Like a yes man scenario where she's unable to say no to things. Um, so yeah, and then the, the co-worker that is too truthful and therefore can't ever get a job anywhere else. So I like that she's just destroyed all these people's lives. And yeah. She did that play out over a few days. Um, and like maybe comes to real maybe her her now bad boy best friend who isn't a, like kowtowed or, or being pulled along by her anymore reveals like you know i always thought that you were too controlling or whatever and that's what like the note was like a nicer version of that wow. she kind of realizes it, within the dream sequence like ah it was him yeah and he was the only one that felt comfortable like pointing it out to her or whatever and then she gets to wake up in the you know before it ever happened and uh you know make uh, make everything ready again and be like you know, have like be able to tell people like, yes, I think that there, these are things that are holding you back, but I'm not gonna like demand that you change. <laughs> or you know, maybe I don't have the answer. I can just you know help yeah. you do what you need to do. So yeah, that's kind of what I want to do with this movie. 
I'd love to get more Evan Williams in a motorcycle jacket. I know. <laughs> I, I just wanted, that's all I wanted in this movie when I heard that it was like something to do with like her best friend in the naughty list. I was like, I want to see the transformation of like. Would you have them have like a, like a cigarette behind the ear? Yeah. Like a, like a toothpick. Like, uh, like the back. rolled up Good pack of cigarettes. Boy, yeah. Good sweet boy to like, you know, grump. Crunchy, <laughs> grumpy. Crunchy, grumpy. Crunchy, yeah. Grinchy, I love a good grumpy grump. Crunchy, yeah. grumpy guy. To a real grunchy grump. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. <sighs> Fun. Fun and different different fun. directions fun. we took. What fun? What fun? What fun? Such what fun. fun. Such fun. Big question. Would you recommend it? No, watch no. better movies. Yeah. <laughs> there are there are much better movies of this ilk yeah. that you could be watching instead. Yeah. Don't, we've, don't we've, we named a few of them in the mini, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, we named a few of them at the beginning of this one too. So like, you know, like watch one of those. This one, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty insane premise, some potential, but terrible execution. Don't like it. Um, no good, very bad, don't watch it. <laughs> and Merry Christmas! <laughs> this is the last right. This full was, episode. Uh, right, this was our holiday spectacular. So of course we'll have the closing of the year mm-hmm. uh, to come out right before the year ends, and yep. then we'll be we'll be uh, in 2023, God willing. It'll be yeah. Let's hope we make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, all that is left is for us to buy it. Well, all, and also to say that you can okay. go to our website at <laughs> draftpack.com or facebook.com slash podcast. podcast. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher Premium or Stitcher Apple Premium. Podcasts and rate us there as well. Now, Chris. Now we can buy it out. <gasps> bye. Presents by the tree and children thrilling up with treats. Carolyn Oh, boy.